Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Let's Put the Rad and Radical. You're tuning in to episode 12 with Reina, Amanda, and Ali. And we have been loving the feedback on our previous episodes. Just have to say, the feedback from episode 10's homework of Kiss Your Partner for One Minute. I can't tell you how much feedback we've gotten on our social media. So continue to reply, tag us, and share that episode because turns out it's been a really surprising warm welcome for a lot of couples out there. If you don't remember, Ali shared how her therapist gave her a little bit of homework for her and her hubby to kiss for one minute and to hug for one minute. And the honestly, the resounding response has been one word, hot. So that's been really exciting. People have said it led to really fun times and we're feeling pretty proud that we're privy to that information. Now, I don't know if like nine months from now, we can take credit for a whole new generation of <laughs> But you guys thank me later. Thank the me. rad generation. The rad generation. <laughs> the rad generation. We're, we're feeling pretty good about that potential title. Um, but I, as always, we so appreciate the love and support you've been sharing. And so we're excited to chat a little more today. Let's kick off with a little share that I actually have been loving so much for our What's Rad. It's actually a book I've been reading called The Obstacle is the Way, written by Ryan Holiday. It's been a really fitting book, if I'm honest, about the way this year has panned, panned out, where truly so many things have been the obstacle. Lots of things have felt like they're standing in our way and stopping us from doing things we'd normally do or really getting in the way of expectations we may have had throughout the year. Um, and that's normal. You know, we have to grieve those things. We have to feel through the canceled events and the traditions that won't be taking place, or maybe they'll be done differently. But this book has been reminding me of how powerful it is when you take a look at yourself, what you can control, your attitude and your mindset, and really diving into those challenges. Now, that doesn't mean you need to know every step of the way while you're diving in. But Ryan Holiday does a really great job of, through stoicism, sharing the way you can take a look with an emotional removal from a situation, how you can work it out, how you can critically think your way into finding a new way within that obstacle. So I, I feel it's been a great read so far. Emotional removal. Yes. And, and isn't that. that a challenge, right? Mm. With I mean, with an emotionally supercharged year, so to speak, having that offer of removing the, my emotion from a circumstance has allowed me to kind of clear away the clouds of anger, of, of jealousy, of disappointment, of brokenheartedness, and instead say, well, what can I salvage here now that I've cleared the path from those emotions? You're implementing it right now. Is that what she said? Like I have been, been doing yes. it. What are your, yeah. like, what's your, I don't know what the word is, but like, what do you recognize in yourself when you're like, I have to, like, what is your, how do you step out of that? How do you take that emotion out? I think that's a, a good question. And I 
I would gather to say it's probably different for everyone. But for me, what I've noticed about myself is that I give up really easily mentally, not but, but not because I can't physically keep going, not because I don't have more juice in me, not because I don't have the willpower, but because I tell myself this is too hard. I get deflated very quickly. If It's almost like I have realized just how much instant gratification has been ingrained and, and embedded in my own matter almost at this point. Think about it. You swipe and you can get a date. You click and you can get an Uber eat. You Amazon and you get next day or next minute delivery. It's like we we're have so no, spoiled. We're so spoiled. It's almost like we have no capacity for freaking patience anymore. And I know I'm not the only one who struggles through this. And so what I've found is I've been expanding the way that I share and the offerings I'm extending to people I work with or people who want to work with me. And what I've noticed is that there are roadblocks to starting new things, whether it's a blog, a newsletter, a project, or a resource. But the mindset of, oh, this is too hard, I have to peace out, can't get me where I need to go. And this book has been really powerful in reminding me of, if it doesn't work one way, you try a new way. If that new way didn't work, then you dig deep and you try something new and you try something else. And that has been really powerful to realize about myself. Because there's always a different way, right? There and I really think is. that's what a lot of people don't realize is it's like, you don't just, there was an episode, I forgot where I heard it, but there was a conversation that was happening and in a TV show or something like that. And the one person was complaining and the other person was like, oh, okay, we'll just give up and like walks away. And it's, and they're like, wait, you know, there's always a different route, I think. But isn't what Ryan Holiday, like even in the title of his book, The Obstacle is the Way, I think what he's challenging us to think about is that if you keep um, trying to look away from the hard stuff, if you keep trying to uh, you're fearful of the obstacle or you avoid, right? We are so in an avoiding culture, right? Because of this instant gratification, we don't really work that hard anymore. Um, but I think he's saying that these obstacles are the way I know that anything that I've had to work so incredibly hard has been the juiciest reward, right? So hundred percent. Right. And I, and I think that um, piggybacking on that, I love Ryan Holiday. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened. He has a podcast called The Daily Stoic. Oh, I did not know. Thank you for sharing that. So every day I do try to listen to it because it's three minutes and he takes an ancient teaching and then convert, like kind of talks about how it would be relevant to us. How do you spell stoic? S-T-O-I-C, stoic, stoic. Yes, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> I am a teacher, S-T-O-I-C, <laughs> Stoic. Um, but also, he has another great book. I haven't read The Obstacle is the Way, but I read Stillness is Key. And that one challenged everything that I, in my high-powered fifth-gear living, I was, man, I, it was brilliant. So, you know, maybe that's- Name one our, more time. Uh, Stillness is Key, Ryan Holiday. And so both of those books, um, I can't wait, wait to read the one that you just recommended, Amanda, but maybe in our bucket list is we try to get Ryan Holiday on here to- <laughs> Ryan. Wisdom. Ryan. Ryan. The that, would be, that would be great. I, I think I now need to add, Ali, the book you just mentioned um, to my reading list because I, I've really enjoyed this perspective. And as you said, kind of the stoic teachings and philosophies that he weaves into the points he's trying to create and make. And as a person who is an emo, like I 
I understand that my emotional capacity, my emotional intelligence is 100% my superpower. But I also recognize that sometimes it can equally be my Achilles heel. And not, I'm not trying to be hard on myself. It's just what I've noticed with, within me is that I can be swayed emotionally in the best of ways, but equally in ways that... Um, you know, don't set me up for my most optimal outcome. Um, not to say it doesn't help me learn, but it certainly can impede me. And I've really enjoyed just diving into that. So thanks for sharing that podcast. That's going to be definitely something I, I check out. And, you know, it's also been something I've been integrating within this uh, 2020 year. I've, I've found myself saying, oh, well, I guess I can't be at you know, holiday parties with friends at this point. So what are the ways I can pivot? What is in my control? And we've talked about pivoting a lot this year, but one of the ways I have found helpful to keep me grounded in my community with everything that has been going on has been video calls, FaceTime calls, Zoom, um, scheduling Zoom meetings with my friends and family. And I, I don't know, I'd love to hear how it's going for the two of you with your communities and how you're pivoting this year to stay connected to them while we need to be socially distanced and, and handling that within your emotions as well. Well, before we started recording, like you guys, I asked the girls, I was like, listen, we need to block off some time to have a Zoom, Zoom, Zoomy, a Zoom, Zoom. yes, Zoom wine and spritzer and just a girl's night where we are not on here for business or for planning or anything or goal setting or mindset that we're just doing good old fashioned slumber party girl chats. And it's funny because I was feeling, I know Amanda and I talked about this, like a lot of Zoom fatigue where I just was like, I can't be on another Zoom call. I'm over it. And yet I am looking forward to connecting via Zoom and maybe having a laugh with the two of you because I feel like I have nothing else. <laughs> well, nothing I think else. there's a Zoom that you look forward to and a Zoom that you don't look forward to, right? You've got your nine to five that you're having to log into Zooms every day from home while your dog's pooping on the floor. And then you have the one that you get to hop on with your friends and just talk. And I think it's a little bit easier. We, these, even us hopping on and recording every single week has been like a breath of fresh air to me. Cause I'll be honest, I am completely and totally okay being alone. And I don't have a ton of friends locally. And the ones that I do have, I've seen, you know, a, a couple times, but not a lot. So I'm like, I'm okay in my bubble. So having our weekly Zoom calls even helps, you know. But what's crazy is, are you guys the Zoom inviter or are you waiting to be the invitee? Because I feel that especially in 2020, I've been the one that has to ask all the time. Like You are I, the inviter. I am definitely the inviter. Um, but even with other circles of friends, I will be the one that messages. And I do have another best friend who is also quite good about- what? You know, <laughs> you're, you're who now? Well, now we need her name. <laughs> uh, but that is also pretty good about it saying, hey, we haven't connected. But there are friends of mine that I think to myself, how come you've never invited me? Like now I'm finding, I'm putting, I'm, guys, I'm being, I'm being emotionally. We're all chomping at the bit. <laughs> but I'm connecting my worth to being invited to a Zoom call. Do you see what 2020 is doing? I am not the inviter. I will tell you that now. So stop thinking I'm mad at you or whatever is going through your brain every single day. I am not the inviter. I am the one that is waiting for someone to say, hey, come on. Because I genuinely am like, I know my life is chaotic and I know everyone else's is too. So I'm like, I'm not gonna just like, 
I don't know, but that's just in my head too. I'm not, I'm not the one that reaches out and invites. Ask though, is it because you don't think about it or because it's not important to you? What's worse? Because my gut says to say, I don't think about it. And that to me sounds really bad to say out loud. But it's the same as the gift giving. It confuses yes. me. How could nobody want to give a gift? <laughs> I'm personally a big mix of both. I'm, I'm definitely the in-between the two of you. I think a lot, which is interesting to hear our answers here. I both invite, both get invited. I both think about it and both don't want to. If I can be perfectly blunt, there, I, I absolutely have shared with the girls that I've struggled with Zoom fatigue over the last few months. And sometimes... I, I realize when I'm getting a bit like Gollum from Lord of the Rings where I'm just like in my little hut to my little hole and I'm like, Will, I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I'm just going to be here. And then he's like, you probably need to schedule a call with the girls. Like he, he'll, he can almost notice it, but I've grown to notice it as well. I've grown to know myself so deeply that I recognize when it's me getting in my head where I'm saying, they don't understand. I'm all alone. Basically like a 16 year old angsty teen or when I'm like, no, I actually need a virtual break. When it's I'm in an angsty teen space and I'm like, nobody understands what I'm going through. It has actually served me to get on a video call with some girlfriends. Whereas when I'm like, I need to disconnect from virtual screens entirely, that's when I know it's a bubble bath. That's when I know I need to spend time by myself or read a book or go for a walk or do my workout. Like, I think it's important to be able to know yourself and tell the difference because kind of like to what you said, Ali, it's if you attach your worth to whether or not people want to talk on the phone with you, the only person who's in trouble is you. Oh, preach. But, but this is also like a new trap that I don't think is discussed is now I've got Zoom worth. Like, I'm like, how come nobody's Zooming with me? Is, is like, I'm having a Zoom worth issue. I don't know if this is a thing, but, but now I'm like, well, wait a second. Is everybody Zooming without me? Did the girls get on a Zoom without me? What's, are they drinking on Zoom with it? I want to be on the Zoom calls now just to have some sort of, but I guess it all just pours into self-worth. I think, you know, Again, I genuinely don't think about it and I probably should, but I will read a book and it'll talk about gratitude and showing appreciation and love and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, talking about scenarios like this where you're calling up a friend or sending a random note. And I'm like, I never think of that, like ever. It just doesn't pop up into my head. But I will, I will say, Raina, that in the time that we have been friends, I now get texts from you where you will end it with, I love you. <laughs> and Those are the ones that make you know it's real. <laughs> but, but I chuckle because I know that that is hard for you or yeah. that that's not your natural rhythm of how to speak. And it's not because you don't love and because you're just a cold hearted snake. Wow. But, <laughs> but that, you know, anytime I do see that, I go, wow, look at my baby growing. Look at my little girl growing up. She's just leading with the heart. <laughs> but um, look at my baby growing. Look at my baby grow up. I'd but like to ask you guys a quick question about you know the Zoom calls and the Zoom meetings and things. I mean, I know that we're on a lot for work, but how have you handled you know 
knowing who fills your cup. If you're going to take the time to get on a friend Zoom call, how, how do you determine whether you leave that call better and you want to do that again, or whether you have gone on some that have maybe actually sucked away your energy and, and emptied your cup? And, and how, do you, how do you know what and who to allow into what might be a more sensitive bubble at this point of the year? You know, maybe this is why I am so by myself is because I don't have, I don't like confrontation either. And so to have to get an invite and decline or get an invite and then have that worry of like, what are they going to think if I don't come or say no or whatever, like, I'm just not even putting myself in that situation, I think. And maybe that's what I've got going on. I was listening to a podcast. I think it was Danica Patrick, you know, the girl, the girl that drives race cars. She is bad ass. But she was talking about girl friendships and that as she has gotten older, I think she's like 38 now, she was saying, if you do not do one of the following, make me laugh, challenge my thoughts, and cheer the hell for me, and as I will do for you, if we're here to spiral down and, and bitch and complain and moan and then and then complain, I'm, I want no part of it. Yes. I want girls in yes, my Yes, yes, yes. Right? And I really thought about that and I thought how much time I've actually given to friendships that were exhausting. And now even for a Zoom call, I wanna leave that Zoom call laughing, being challenged and having those girls and as I give them just a round of fricking applause for whatever they are after. If, you, if girls are not my biggest cheerleaders, if my friends are not my biggest cheerleaders, then maybe you aren't my friend. And oh, that's wow. okay. And that's okay. It's okay to be able to identify that. You know, this also comes in, I, I suppose it weaves in boundaries a little bit because if it's like you said, the call that leaves you feeling with a cup empty or there's a lot of bitching all over the call and you leave feeling kind of crappy just because how does that, how can that elevate you? How could that possibly add value to you or them? Um, then I think it's important to be able to be honest and say, I'm actually really protecting what I allow into my atmosphere at the moment, because if we're all in our house all day long and we get on a call that is a complete bitch fest the whole way, when we hang up, that cloud of conversation floats with me throughout the house. And that affects my family, my significant other, my relationship with my kids, even how I do my work, which we're all working from home, or many of us are. And, and that's important to consider if you are choosing to cultivate these relationships. And Ali, I really wanna touch on what you just said, because I mean, if you're listening on Spotify with us, Al, Reina and I were just clapping ahead nodding like we look like a bunch of bobbleheads but that Danica Patrick express like explanation about the parameter like the parameters of the friendship if you're not making me laugh if you're not challenging me and if you're not rooting me on then we really shouldn't be in each other's corner at all and it's not a friendship I want to cultivate so consider this everyone who are the people that you can say check off those three things from your friendship list especially now as we get older and let's be perfectly upfront making friends as grown-ups is fucking hard it is. It, that's just the truth. I mean, we're, we're not, you know, in a circumstance like an academic scene where if you're at school, you have friends that you see in class every day, or, you know, maybe your coworkers that you'd usually be saying hello to at the water cooler. Maybe you're not bumping into them anymore because you're working from your house. It's like this Zoom thing that we're talking about or this video call thing, it's almost like you're literally choosing who you want 
to maintain that friendship with right now um, and even connection with family. So Ali, that was a real golden nugget there. Everyone take time to reflect on that. But what's interesting too, though, is that, and girls, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but we have also had multiple Zoom calls where I'm nervous. one or three of us have all been crying, <laughs> okay? Like very hard, deep, uh, big things that the three of us have moved through together with. And it's so interesting to me because I would never have thought that I could feel so deeply connected to other humans via a screen. And so that was the other thing that is so interesting going through this is in 2020 with all these emotions, being real with your friends, hooking up on Zoom, keeping it light, all that sort of stuff. But also I have really been amazed at how my friendship without seeing either of you has deepened immensely. Like I, I can't even explain. I want to build, can I just add to that? Because I was just writing down the fact that you said how much we've talked through and like, had we not had this Zoom connection, I don't know. I do not know what I would look like right now. Honest to God. Had I not had the two of you to walk me through situations and like talk me down and like, you know, and I know vice versa. It's, it's mind blowing to think about actually, as you just shared that. Ali, I think the key thing to mention too, is that you said we walked each other through it. So that in and of itself, yes, it was a heavy or not it, but the calls have been heavier in some instances for us, but the, it, it continues to align with what you just shared is that it ticks off the box of we're rooting for each other. We're challenging each other. We're making each other laugh even through the tears. And so I'm actually pretty impressed and proud of us for, for having that sort of integrity that we lead with when we get on these calls, because if it's not that, then what is it? And I, I think it's really valuable to be willing to dive into the tough stuff because it's a tough year and pretending otherwise is completely tone deaf to the reality of what's happening. I, I myself, my family has gone through a lot this year. We've had many losses in my family and, you know, I'm emotional even just saying this, but there was um, a Saturday where we discovered another passing in my family. And I did get on the phone with um, my family and we literally poured a drink. Uh, there was whiskey, there was, you know, scotch, a um, little bit of it, um, which turned into more, but it was five hour Zoom call, but toasting to my family members honor who'd passed. And, and I, could not fly home to be with my family for that. I could not be sitting on the couch with my family to have toasted or clinked a glass in person. And that very real difficult moment for us was incredibly cathartic and important. And so I love Ali that you touched on that it can't always just be light and catch-ups and girlfriend slumber party chit-chat. This year there's more than that. And, and I love that you've held space for me to tell you those things as well. Which also makes me think that aren't we more than just the human body? Because if I'm connecting with people from such a deep heart place where you guys, I'm an extrovert, like I would kill to be on a plane seeing these girls or to be with my other friends or to be doing these adventures. But the fact that like, you know, you're on a five hour Zoom call, Amanda, toasting, you know, the passing of a family member and deeply connected, I just think, there has to be more to us than just these human bodies, right? That the fact that we can deeply connect, that we can share emotions via Zoom, oh my goodness, this opens up a whole other can of worms that I think 
I think we, we need to get some more spiritual woo-woo people in here to tell, tell us what's up because it's, it has been challenging for me to wrap my head around the fact that I go, I think, are we, oh my God, are we all souls? Like what's happening? Like, is this? <laughs> but can I share that even more so that I think our periods are actually even very close to all at the same time? How guys, odd is that? That's so true. It is so true. We realized this a little while ago, the three of us girls have completely synced in cycles. So look <laughs> out on Shark Week. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a tough episode to get through. <laughs> I, I want to ask, how, how does the video call circumstance impact your house? And I know some of our listeners, you know, are living that single life. And so maybe that virtual connection is even more vital than we're even making it sound right now. What is it like in terms of with you and your kids and your significant other um and and what maybe could you offer that that can help you stay closer together to each other's maybe families during all this or or how you're staying connected in that way with and how does it impact your house i reina i hope you don't mind me bringing up your daughter kenzie's birthday but no this, okay this is this is kind of an example of the way that i'm trying to do things a little bit differently uh reina invited a, a few of us to celebrate. I invited. I know, you, invited. you invited. You invited. Whoa. Can we Carry celebrate on. via Zoom being good girlfriends? You're a, yes, you did, girl. Um, <laughs> but she invited uh, several of us and we celebrated her daughter's birthday via Zoom. And she didn't know. It was almost like a surprise birthday. We all kept kind of popping on. But what I did was I was thinking, I need to have some balloons in the background. I should get some party hats. Um, and so when my screen popped on, we all had balloons and hats on. And, you know, I think even with a little, you know, four, four line box um, via Zoom, you can kind of be creative to show a little bit extra love. And that's kind of what I've been thinking is I'm like, how can I, but then that's the theater teacher me. I'm like, how can I costume hair and makeup this to be no. the most. But that's what's memorable because what's funny is she still talks about that to this day and gets teary-eyed thinking about it to this day because it meant so oh. much because we're so, I mean, she hasn't seen grandparents in months. She hadn't seen you guys in months. So just having everybody pop on, like the emotions were just skyrocketed. We're actually doing, we are scheduling uh, for family to be calling on Christmas and doing Zooms on Christmas and having like the Zoom up on the TV so we can have it bigger and just kind of meeting with people virtually because it is just the four of us this year, you know? I, I love that. I, I was just going to say, I wonder if anxiety and family stress will be lower this year. Like I would be so interested to hear from people and I'm going to take inv inventory of myself of those moments where I'm just like, is what is my, is my dad pouring another drink? Like what is happening? Uh, you know, like those awkward tense moments that we have in these family get togethers. I wonder if it's going to kind of, I wonder if people will make this the new norm. I think that's a, a really great question. And, and I was actually chatting with a girlfriend and she was explaining how she was actually looking forward to a quieter version of, of, you know, Christmas this year. She loves to cook, but she's excited to just pour a glass of wine, sit on the couch and relax and not have to maybe put on a feast for like 20 people, you know, as, as she's so used to doing. I thought that was really an insightful way to say, hey, let's, let's look at what positives we can find here. Maybe you stay in your pajamas 
pajamas all day. Maybe you get really dressed up and like Raina said, organize like a TV wide, you know, an immersive experience of a video call and, and make it a one hour event. And then you can kind of go back to doing your thing. Let the flexibility of this unchartered territory be where you can tap into your creativity. And, and like Ali said, maybe you, you figure out how to hair and makeup the whole thing as well. <laughs> Well, I do have a bit of a loophole for Raina because this has come to my attention that you do not own a Christmas sweater. And if you are going to be on a Zoom call, you cannot be in a black hoodie on Christmas. And so I, I just, for all- We're gonna need to have some fun with that, Ali. We're gonna need to find a where way. Do you, where do you buy a Christmas sweater? Everywhere, Raina. Literally anywhere. Any, I've not anywhere every- I go because I go to Whole Foods and that's about it. Okay, I need you to I need you to go online. Okay, it's something called Amazon. What about the World Wide Web? <laughs> do you ever go there? <laughs> I just don't understand. So, do you guys do matching pajamas? Do you have Christmas sweaters? What is the thing? So, please. I don't I, have a sweater, but we do get matching pajamas every okay. single year. And Mackenzie was just like, "Mom, we need to go get them. We need to go get them." Like me and the girls wear matching pajamas every single year, just the three of us. And so this year, we were like we have to get some like a big obnoxious like plaid outfit for chad or something just for imperative that you do Liza. Yes. <laughs> that just, needs to happen yeah i just thought because we were talking about christmas sweaters and christmas and Raina says i don't have a christmas sweater and i thought what is going on well, well, you know Allie, what i'm gonna put it on my calendar right now immediately if not sooner ali what do you do um with your fam jam what's your outfit uh, gear for the day well, this is a multi-costume changed process. First of all, we have matching jammies. Avi, we've got kids, they're three and four years old. Matching jammies, it is a tradition. My husband and I, Ben, are in full onesies. So head to toe, and I'm gonna tell you, I am so sweaty by about nine o'clock in the morning, that onesie, I'm just like- this It's like a is, sauna. It's like a sauna in my pits. Then we- Marinating. Progress, <laughs> we progress into Christmas sweaters for afternoon cocktails. Uh, but my husband has a full, and I will send a photo, he has a full Christmas suit. So tie to match with the jacket, to match with the pants, all Christmassy, and I have a Christmas dress. Of course. Yes. So um, nobody is dressing up, per se, in fancy clothes. It is more just holiday cheer. It only comes out once a year and then goes back in the Tupperware bin, down in the basement, labeled next year. I love it. I, I love and can't wait to see that suit ensemble because it sounds highly impressive and a really great way to get festive with the fam. I will say though that when you do something year to year, it can be a bit depressing when the dress last year was a bit loose and then this year it's not fitting the same. And <laughs> suit. Like he, he was like, what if the suit doesn't fit this year? And I was like, then we're going to just be rolly and poly and love a little more of everybody. So it's that all- That is interesting how long in your guys' age you're going to be able to continue to wear these. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And that they're going to fit and then not fit. And then do we actually buckle and buy new ones? I mean, it's a whole process. One of the biggest things I'll say for us is that we've done, um, we'll do really obnoxious sweaters. I made sure to buy him one that has big color, really vibrant, big penguin on it, lots of pom-poms attached to it. So, so you know, my very quiet and introverted man just ate that up. <laughs> well, I'll be, I'm now, I just, 
I feel overwhelmed that I need to go shop now. And COVID, like this, you know how many boxes I'm getting from Amazon right now? Like my recycling bin is full every single week. Well, I'll tell you one box that neither of you are going to get, and that's a present box from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We really, that really stuck with her, didn't it, Raina? She, she's like, I feel so bad. <laughs> I love gifts. They don't want any of my presents. Well, listen, just know, Ali, the real gift is your presence. So we appreciate the way you show up week after week to not only record, but to put, put up with our BS every single day. <laughs> I went home and unwrapped your gifts. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> I was like, those two are getting nothing from me. Nothing. No, you should just put coal in it and really make it, really make a statement. I unwrapped it and put the wrapping paper away. Thought that's it. These are getting oh nothing. Oh my God. Nothing. Well, guys, if, if gift giving is not your thing, be sure to reach out. Maybe this is our Ready, Set, Grow this week. Is that we, tra- maybe, maybe you reach out and set up a phone call with your friend if you're not that gift giver. Or maybe you set up a Zoom call with some family that you're not able to be with this holiday season. Whatever it is, that's your Ready, Set, Grow for this week. Reach out to somebody that needs to hear from you during this time. You know, I think that we're all kind of just in our own little bubbles and we're all in our own little worlds, but this week, reach out to somebody. I love that. You guys know that I'm the invitee and I will be doing it. So um, everybody is invited to a Zoom call with me. Bring your vino, bring your cocktail. Uh, If you drink eggnog, uh, I will still welcome you. Uh, But it is the holiday season. Get out of our own way. Uh, Check out those books. Maybe those are good stocking stuffers or to send a last minute thought to someone else. Little mindset work here from us at Rad to you. And please, another thing, guys, always like, share, subscribe. We've got a great email, newsletter, all that. Link is in bio. And until next time, ho, 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 and he, he, he. Happy holidays.